Welcome to Unrolling E-Commerce with AdRoll. On this episode, how ambitious brands turn economic uncertainty into opportunity. Folks don't have enough income to pay for their meals or to pay for rent or, you know, those sorts of things. And we just made the decision really early on that it, just, like, it wasn't worth any additional conversion because of how that messaging might be perceived in the midst of such a, such a difficult situation for so many people. We saw a huge uptick in not just like open rates and click rates, but, but purchases too. We had customers just communicating and engaging with our content more so along those channels because we were giving them opportunities to do so. The change was made incredibly quickly and we're still testing this campaign, testing different headlines and testing um, different galleries that show the different ways that people work from home. We're a couple of months into the pandemic and we've seen companies pivot. Some businesses have been impacted more than others, from seeing products flying off the shelves to zero demand. Whether you've been in either position, you've faced challenges that have required you to pivot. From navigating supply chains to updating how and what you communicate to your customers, we've all gotten our fair share of pivots. In today's episode, we'll walk through how some very ambitious brands have managed to adapt and thrive during these very unusual times. Baitbrand makes dress pant yoga pants. They have a unique connection to their customer, with more than 2 million people helping to design and decide what apparel they should create and release. Stephanie from Baitbrand explains how they pivoted their campaign to align with working from home. So when we have a product that is for women at work and we've, like Caroline said, doubled down on it, these are dress pant yoga pants, dress pants are in the title, you're going to associate it with an office. And so when people aren't necessarily going to the office anymore, we still want them to feel like they are and still be as productive and as comfortable as they would be. So we actually took the same idea, these pants are for women at work, and now work happens to be at home. So we want the website to reflect that. And the change was made incredibly quickly. Uh, I think we actually launched that work from Ohm campaign on March 27th. So um, yeah, really proud of our creative team for doing that. And we're still testing this campaign, testing different headlines and testing um, different galleries that show the different ways that people work from home. Plants, lots of tea, coffee, anything that you would associate with your home workspace is what we want to show in our galleries because that is where people work now. Stephanie chats through how the company was able to pivot their website branding and online customer experience. We do mostly um, direct response advertising. So it's we're not really running um, an overall branding campaign. It's um, just the look and feel of the site and kind of rebranding the site and beta brand as work from home instead of something that you would wear to the office right now. But um, just looking at you know, some of our site analytics, since we've made the switch, you would think that everything, you know, with the current climate, that performance would be down, but we've actually seen an increase in pages per session and um, the average session duration on the site. So people are visiting more pages and they're spending more time on the site since we made the change to the work from home gallery. And then in our advertising, We aren't using the same exact uh, messaging where it's still a direct response strategy. So we still want to sell the features of the pants, but we do show women in their office environments, which means that they are 
at home. So it, it will kind of tie it all together because you see an ad that's selling you the features and the benefits of this product where you'll be wearing it in your home office. And then when you click through to the site, you get the entire work from home messaging and imagery. Leon and George bring nature into your indoor space with potted houseplant delivery. They've grown, no pun intended, from regional to nationwide delivery and distribution in North America. Rene from Leon and George explains the operational and content changes the company made. We've changed some things operationally um, to be more efficient on our side of things um, because, you know, we for a while we had, you know, less workforce because we had to reduce the amount of people who would be working, you know, processing orders at the same time, things like that. So operationally we've made some changes, but from a marketing standpoint, we've definitely created a lot more content. One thing we started doing is we started offering playlists to our customers. You know, people are staying at home. They are looking for things to do, looking for music to put on. And that's something I don't see why we wouldn't keep doing that, you know, um, once everyone goes back to work or, you know, in a year from now when this is kind of behind us all. Things like that, like small moments of beauty to our, our customers. So, like, here's a playlist that you can play for your plants, um, for example, or here's like instrumental music that sounds like nature. Um, so in a way, I think these are things that to some extent we're doing, but we really like put more of a focus on that while the world was has been going through this. Um, and I think that might stick around uh, just kind of in the same way that like the world hopefully will be a better place after all of this. Nurex is on a mission to make birth control affordable and accessible to everybody. Their service makes it easy for anyone, regardless of circumstance, to get medication quickly, discreetly, and affordably. You know, we definitely shifted to more uh, stay-at-home friendly message messaging. Um, we've updated, um, from a marketing perspective, because people are working from home, um, we've changed a lot of just what even what we will include in our subject lines for marketing given that people are presenting on zoom screens and you know there's a little less privacy because people are at home um and we've people have asked for that so we've we've definitely made that change we've made the shift to make sure that if we are sending you know marketing emails that um you know, that that aren't related to COVID. And, and we do believe and we've seen that people are, are looking to escape, you know, all the COVID dialogue a little bit and the news and the like contradicting news. Um, we've been very open to, um, you know, receiving new interesting content from Nurex, but also to make sure that we're not looking tone deaf. So we'll say something like, hey, to get an escape, you know, escape from uh, all the news, like here's something cool that you need to look at or something that just kind of mm -hmm. like ties what's going on in people's lives to what we're putting in front of them. It's now a good time to educate yourself on XYZ health topic and here's a quiz um, just to make it mm -hmm. so that it, it feels still very relevant and we're not just like Nurex, 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 mm -hmm. right? We're actually trying to help you. <laughs> People are really looking for ways to just kind of get through the day. So anything that we can provide them as far as resources or mental health resources or, or anything like that, um, especially when it's driven from our provider's advice, uh, has been very, very welcome. So we found that people have been interacting with content in a new way. And, you know, from a business perspective, we're very fortunate that patients have stood up and sort of said, this is an essential service and we need, we need what you're doing right now. Um, so from a business perspective, that's been, um, that's been 
certainly has been great. But what I think a lot about as a marketer is, you know, coming out of this telemedicine has like skyrocketed forward into the future, probably 15 years, um, as has a lot of other e-commerce. So how does Nurex maintain a strong position as a brand that people are loyal to, um, you know, in a world where we probably will have more competitors like health systems and others who will be trying to, you know, start doing what we're doing because they have to. Mm -hmm. So that, that's kind of key is like, how do we maintain our brand position when there are hundreds of competitors uh, in the future? And so that's where a lot of the content, a lot of the, you know, not to be so cliche, um, the sort of we're here for you, like putting Nurex, you know, to a human level with our providers and putting them at the forefront is, is more important than ever right now. Um, and what's really important is just for us to just deliver and deliver on our promise and our service. And if there are delays or if there are things that are happening to make sure that we're super proactive, um, you know, in in terms of what's happening, you know, sometimes there are supply chain challenges with COVID. So if we have to substitute someone for a different type of generic, uh, we want to be super proactive and, and let them know. And those are the kind of things that are going to make people, you know, later on be like, oh, Norex really saved me. Um, and and I, I never, you know, in a world where everything was so uncertain, that was kind of the one thing that, that I could um, count on. And people will remember that long term, I think. TeePublic is a platform for custom apparel and designs. The company has a community of hundreds of thousands of artists and millions of designs and illustrations. When the pandemic initially hit, you know, we were scrambling for identifying, like, what is our North Star in all of this? Like, what is our organizing principle? You know, we saw top line revenue drop. We saw traffic drop. I mean, people, you know, rightfully so, uh, did not care about buying, you know, the latest T-shirt. So, so we did pivot to gross profit. And, you know, at the end of the day, we want to stay profitable. We do not want to lay off anybody. We do not want to go down the road of maybe taking out some loans uh, to stay afloat. So we, we shifted to, to GP as our North Star. Uh, we cut a lot of unnecessary spend. Uh, we really tried to emphasize either ad campaigns or marketing channels that were driving uh, gross profit and, and doubling down on that. Any type of testing that we wanted to do, we stopped because of the, you know, the environment. We didn't know if this was, if the results would be Corona specific or, you know, real, uh, real user behavior. And then we also shifted towards uh, really trying to scale customer retention, taking our, our existing customer base and saying, okay, it's, it's less expensive to, to market to them. We already have their attention. What can we do? Uh, and so we, we, we scaled our, our efforts, uh, both in email and SMS and all of those other retention channels and campaigns. Uh, and then finally, we shifted towards our in our bidding structures to um, away from from a return on ad spend bidding to a to a profitability bidding uh, and a lifetime value uh, bidding structure. So the people that we do acquire for the first time, we know down the road they are more likely to convert again. So that's what we saw, uh, or that's what we did. And uh, you know, the first couple of weeks. I mean, March was pretty rough. <laughs> um, uh, we took a hit there. Uh, April, we started to turn things around. 
And I think with the rest of, you know, pure play e-com uh, sites, we saw that, uh, you know, starting in early April, that revenue and, and gross profits started to return and, and tick up. And uh, that's continued for the most part. I think it's flattening out a bit. That's the pivot that we made and we've basically stuck through it. We'll continue to stick with with GP as our as our guiding North Star for the rest of the year. I mean, we don't know what the economic recovery is going to be, what the economic situation is is going to look like. Um, you know, we're trying to basically solve for two things. One, we're trying to solve for a pandemic, and then two, we're trying to solve for a recession. So uh, uh, that's why we stick with GP as our guiding uh, our guiding light, so to speak. Catch.co has built a personal benefits platform that handles taxes, retirement, time off, health insurance, and student loan refinancing all in one place. The biggest challenge is that our user base is extremely diverse. And so their experience through this pandemic has been really diverse. Some are hairstylists who haven't been able to, you know, take on a job in 60 days. Some are, you know, UX UI designers whose work hasn't been affected at all. And I think that that difference in experience and that some folks have, you know, small kids and everything's crazy and other folks are just sort of, you know, by themselves and dealing with loneliness. I think that like that diversity and range of experience, it's really hard to get the exact right tone with all of those different, you know, emotions layered onto a, a, a pretty difficult situation, even though it's different and difficult in different ways. So there are a couple things we did. Um, one was we launched a, a feature that was on our roadmap for, for later in the year, um, but we accelerated it, obviously, given the circumstances, and that was emergency savings. Um, so we typically offer mm-hmm. things like tax withholding, saving for time off. We have a family leave account, all of those sorts of products that are really focused in the traditional benefit space. You know, you save for those things in the same way you would get them from an employer as part of your, your, um, your salary and benefits package. Um, emergency savings isn't exactly a part of that traditional benefits world, but it was something that we felt was just really important to get live right now because people are just paying much closer attention and they have this sort of recency and severity of this crisis really top of mind when they're thinking about protecting their financial future. Um, the other thing that I, I think that we did early on, um, we paused all of our, our re-engagement campaigns. Um, we have, you know, email drip campaigns for folks who have come into the funnel who maybe haven't completed setup or um, who have done one thing, but maybe not all of the things they need to do. Mm-hmm. And really early on, we just realized that some of those were a little bit, they were just a little bit tone deaf in the context of folks not working. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will turn them back on, but I think in the, in the short term, sort of starting mid-March, so I guess it's been a, a little over a month, um, we, we paused one particularly around retirement. We had a, a great campaign around, you know, make sure you're setting aside for the future and like save for your future self and like you when you're 60 and like all of that sort of messaging just felt really, really off-putting in the midst mm-hmm. of like folks don't have enough income to to pay for their meals or to pay for rent or, you know, those sorts of things. And we just made the decision really early on that it just like it wasn't worth any additional conversion because of how that messaging might be perceived in the midst of such a such a difficult situation for so many people. Thank you to Beta Brand, Leon and George, Nurex, TeePublic and Catch.co for sharing their experience for this podcast. You can find links to all of the companies featured in our show notes. 
We have a whole host of free resources for you, from webinars and blog posts to ebooks and live streams. Go to adroll.com forward slash resources for more information. Or you can always follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay connected and get in touch.